Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So-So, in case you ain't no-so. And welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So-So. Coming to you live, y'all. This week, we got a Joe Dirt looking like winning the Players' Championship on a Monday. The Heat go 500 on their four-game homestand. Panthers start off the road trip on the wrong foot. And, of course, we bring you some NFL news as free agency kicks off. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. What up, my dog? What it is, man? All right, sweet hat, dog. Yeah, thank you, thank no you. No cheaters you allowed. Know, you know, we out here stunting. We got the major coming up this weekend. Yes, sir. And uh, I wanted to, you know, get something new, dog, some fresh swag to wear. You know, I, I see like, you, dog. Fuck it, I wear it on the show. I see you, dog. I got, so. You know, I'm rocking my Marlins shirt today because I'm happy baseball is back, mm. right? Marlins starting spring training. Um, a lot to be excited for, a lot of unknown with the Marlins, and we'll get to that at a later date, right? But it's it's good to see that baseball is back because had this lockout gone any longer, man, I don't think there would have been any baseball for the rest of the year. Ah, I don't know, man. There's too much money involved. But again, that's another conversation. Exactly. For, for another day, man. Another day, which we will have. Yeah, man. Um, but... Yeah, dog. What's going on with you? How's uh how's your life? What do you got going on? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh bro, I got so many things to do. Um for those who don't know or haven't been paying attention that much, I'm getting married soon. Um flying out to Brazil Friday. Uh, gonna ha- take a little hiatus from the show. Oh yeah. But that just means we got a lot a lot in store for you guys to keep you guys, you know, in the loop with what's going on while we're away doing the thing. And you'll definitely be seeing a lot of my dog right Who here. Who knows? I might have to just take over the Instagram and hey. go from sports with so-so to sports with JoJo. It might happen. And, uh, you know, throw my little twist on it until you get back. Yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, you know, we got all that stuff happening on Friday. And then pretty soon I'll be married. Won't be back until, like, beginning of April. So we're trying to catch up on all these things. A lot, gonna, to a lot is going to happen Yes, from the time that you leave. And I know you're going to be keeping up with everything. Oh, for sure. You know me. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm tapping in, baby. I know. I know you don't miss beat. But we're going to have a lot to go over and cover when you get back. So, sure. well, we look now at everything we speak about today, it's got to be with the next two weeks in mind. Correct. I, think, yeah, I, I want everybody to just kind of be on the same page as us. Correct. We're not just talking about, usually we do one week at a time at the, as far as outlook goes. We got to predict and talk about a few things that a lot. go on throughout the end of the month, and then we're not going to get to talk about them till the beginning of April. Correct. So, But that just means two things, right? Like, A, we get to really dive deep into the topics that we got lined up today, right? And um, that also means that we'll be able to really see how things pan out, right? I and mean, it's always fun to play predictor and, and try to see how things are going to go for us and our sports teams and then see the results afterwards and see how wrong we were, right? Because we're never that right. Yeah, but <laughs> very very often we are wrong, yeah, especially man. that Phil Mickelson video. Yeah, man. That, that one's going to haunt that, us. That's, that's the, it. the one from 2020. That's, that's it. the highlight of that's 2020 it. right that's there. That's it. And I, th- I think the one for 2021 is going to be like something not yet, that's well, happened I mean, we're yet. We're in 2022. 2022. So I should have said 2021. right. See, you got me all You got up. me. You got me. No, you started. You know, whatever. It goes hand in hand. You could have corrected it. Anyways, yeah, it happens. Which one you were saying this year? Um, I don't know, but Chelsea's season is definitely going to be oh one of the, my God. All right. the candidates. <laughs> so we haven't really talked about it, but no, I, no, no. I saw that. I mean, it even got political because their owner is involved in – you know, he's Russian, I guess. He's yes. a Russian oligarch, and all, all his assets have been frozen. What What is going on right now? All right, so Chelsea is owned by a Russian billionaire 
currently, right, Roman Obamovich. And when he bought the team 20 years ago or 19 years ago, uh, he really changed the game for Chelsea, right? Because he was able to invest into the team immediately, right? And he saw a lot of success. Chelsea has been the team to win the most trophies, right, in English football. And I think top five in European football since he's became the owner of Chelsea. So the the results are there, right? Um, and obviously it has to do with his money, right? Being a multi-billionaire, you don't ever run out of funds. You don't worry about not being able to sign players or not having the budget to do this or that. Now with this whole Russian-Ukraine thing, the UK sanctioned him and the team. Mm, that's tough. So pretty much it shuts down all their business operations, right? They can't negotiate with players. Right. They can't sign new players. They can't sell players. Anything involving uh, money. Anything involving money is a no-go. The store is closed. They can't sell tickets. Yeah. So it's really they, rough. They, do they get to play? They do get to play, right? So the UK granted them a license to compete, right? And they can go abroad and play abroad because obviously we're in Champions League. We're still playing in another English Cup, and we obviously have the Premier League still happening. Um, and even with all of this happening on the pitch itself, they've continued to win, right? They're holding on that third spot. They got a nine point lead on their next opponent, which is Arsenal and Manchester United, who are trying to get that fourth spot. Um, you know, it's, it's just crazy how all these things have happened. You know, a lot of people don't necessarily agree with how the UK has been able to just pretty much take that team from him. But in this climate, right? And not knowing whether or not this guy is a Putin supporter or not and whether they do have the evidence that money's being funded on both sides or whatever. It's just a lot to deal with. Right. So for the sake it's of the a, sport. It's a gray area right, right it's now. It's super gray. So, yeah. and, and I get it. They're trying to clean <laughs> and, it up. Uh, I, I mean, I, this, this comes out now after he was trying to sell the team. Correct. Right? There was talks about the Jets owner looking in to buy the team from him and all that. Obviously, that's off the, the, off the right table right now. Nothing's gonna happen right now as far as the team is concerned. Well, their sale of the team but is like, still gonna is happen. Is that a concern? That's my question. Like the fact that yeah. you're trying to sell before all of this, or was it just a good business move? Like, oh shit, this doesn't look good. I, you know, I'm a Russian guy with money. It's, no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a little bit story. of both, right? It's a little bit of both because he saw the writing on the wall, right? Once the invasion happened, he was like, "Crap, this is not good for me." They're going to blame me for something else that this other guy is doing, right? And then I'm going to lose assets. I'm going to lose money. And this is really going to hurt my pockets. Um, obviously, being a billionaire, you're not accustomed to losing money. You're accustomed to making money, right? But with the situation at hand, um, he was trying to sell the team because he cares about the club so much, right? So he figured, let me get out of this, ahead of this, and just be done with Chelsea Sell Chelsea to somebody who loves the club as much as I do is going to be able to invest in the club like I have and ultimately keep the success going. When he got sanctioned, the UK government took that power away from him. And they said, well, now you can't sell the club. We're going to sell it for you. Mm. Exactly. That's rough. So they got to go through the uh, process of finding bidders, uh, verifying that, verifying the money, all this stuff. There's there's a bunch that goes into it in order for a team to get a license or an owner to get a license to operate the team, right? It's it's different than how American sports work in that aspect. Um, very tied into the government. So we'll we're, we'll see we'll see what happens. That's right? So wild. It's wild. That's we're, wild. The the best thing that can happen is that a, 
you know, and there's three serious bidders right now. There's a, a Saudi Arabian uh, businessman. Of course. Of course, right? What aren't the Saudis trying to throw money at? Billionaire dude. Uh, and he really. Me? And I'm he, the one thing they're not throwing right, money at. Us. Yes, us, our podcast, us, this podcast. Saudis, if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, throw a little bit of change. Sports with social podcast at gmail dot com. I'm just, we'll take the change, okay? <laughs> we'll take the change. Um, but he is a supporter of the club, been a fan since birth. All his kids are, cl- are fans of the club, so they go to games regularly and stuff like that. So he's a real candidate, right? Um, there's two American. Uh, Companies, one company and another two guys setting up to try to make a bid. Um, un, unknown at this at this point whether or not their bids are going to be successful, right? Because again, with the UK government yeah. saying, "Hey, this is we're going to be the ones to sell the team," right? In accordance with Reigns, which is a a company in New York that handles these type of things, um, it's going to be interesting mm. when it comes out. But the best thing that can happen for the team is for for them to sell it. You know, find the sell, find the buyer for the team, sell the team, and that'll allow the team to go back to operating as normal, right? Where they can have their employees play, uh, paid. They can, they don't have to worry about firing the guys who work in the dressing rooms or the ball boys or the people who work in the cafeteria. Or there's money in the building, right, to keep the day to day operations happening, right? The guys who clean the jerseys, uh, who does the laundry, the guys who set up the buses and g- gather all the equipment, set that equipment up for training. Yeah. You know, all those little things that don't go really in the everyday uh, eye, so to speak. Yeah, what you see on TV. What you see on TV. All so the behind-the-scenes stuff. Let's see, man. Hopefully we get a buyer before Champions League play. You know, um, we play on Wednesday. We're taking on Lille, you know, in France. There was a lot of concern about us having money to make it to France as a team, but we do have the money uh, available. It's already been allocated for them to travel. Um, we'll see how it goes, bro. I saw Leo and... Uh and um, what's the name are getting booed the other day? Yeah, they were getting booed. Uh, PSG and Leo uh, Messi were getting booed. Well, that's because they got knocked out of the Champions League, man. Mm-hmm. And when you get a guy like Superstars, Messi. They got like, Messi. Neymar, Neymar and Mbappe. Mbappe. Like, you don't got a whatever B talent. You don't even got whatever A talent. You got like A++++ plus plus yeah, plus talent. The best guys. How do you, how do you lose? You know, Crazy. Champions League is like that, man. And, uh, you know, it's funny. We talk about losing and having that, those expectations, but we just watched the end of the oh, Players' yeah. Championship. Yes, sir. Talk to me about it. All right. So, I mean, the the, the fifth major, as it is often referred to, right, because this is uh, – you hear this all over the coverage all weekend. It's the PGA's crown jewel, you know. With it their, is. With with their, their, everything is, like, in gold. Yeah, 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 because they want to make it like that. And it is. It has – I mean, the course is beautiful. It's probably it's, – Pristine. Um, Where is it played again? It's in Sawgrass. It's in uh, the Punta Vedra, which mm. is like North Florida, Jacksonville area. Nice. Um, but dude, this weekend, what a tournament! And Cam Smith just won. Shout out to Cam. You know, he ended up bouncing back in the. Uh, he had a. You know, he started off good in the last round, and then he had a middle stretch where he kind of stalled a little bit, and then he picked picked it right back up, and we saw him birdie seventeen, like yes. stick it close, real real close, and super then, close, within five feet of yeah, the cup. But then he ended up bogeying. The next one. 18, and there was a chance for somebody else to come in. I mean, it was Lahiri. A, yeah, Lahiri. Um, he was he was right there, and he just couldn't get it done. He ended up getting the tap and par for solo second. Shout out to him. I mean, we were rooting for him just because of yes. the fact that, you know, it's somebody that we'd never see. Like, we, like I honestly, I watched golf avidly, and that wasn't a name I was familiar with. No. 
So to see and, somebody like him and, like, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, I think it was at the Waste Management, you have Sahith Tagala, and, you know, you, you got these guys, uh, Seb Straka just won the, the other day, the, these names that are not household names, and they're up there competing. And it just goes to show you, dude, that, like, you know, at this level of golf, like, there's the best in the world, obviously, because this guy, you know, that got second place, you know, lost out to somebody that's top 20 in the world right now, and he's, you know, he's, like, 200 or 300 something in the, in the world by comparison but it just goes to show you how fine that line is between the guy that's 300 in the world versus the guy that's 30th in the world like there's so much separation there but on any given day especially with the way this golf course was playing all Oof. weekend where it that's, ended today monday which is atypical you don't see that in golf correct usually you get the end of a, a championship tournament on sunday. on sunday right yeah you have four days thursday you got a practice round wednesday thursday friday and then there's a cut and then there's Saturday, Saturday. Sunday. Right. This weekend, crazy weather. They have rain delays all day Friday, basically. There's no play on Friday, so they have to do the push, it back push everything Saturday. back. Then there's crazy wind on Saturday. Yo, then, how like, many? You know what's crazy? On that Friday round, right, there were only four balls that got hit into the water. The next day, it was like 24. 24 balls Something into like the that. water, bro. <laughs> just like, that just shows you how hard the game is. When the elements come into play. And that win was killing everybody's game. And it really messed up the scores. You Bro, can see it across the, the scoreboard. People, today, today, it's a 135-yard hole. We're hitting pitching wedge or 9-iron in between yep. those two clubs. Pitching wedge or 9-iron. On 17. On Saturday, they were hitting 6-7-iron and seven iron into that green because of the wind, dog. That's that's crazy. Like, I played that day and the wind was wild. I can't imagine how crazy it was there if they're, if these guys are hitting two, three more clubs than they normally do on any hole. And these guys are professionals. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's my top, point. The top of the top of the top, yeah. right? And and even then. We do that because we suck. It's like we right, miss this and right. we need the extra club. Like They're, they're like, no, we need it because the wind's going to do X. X. Yeah, and, and it was like, and it was, honestly it was a great tournament. Very amazing. entertaining. Yeah. Right, very entertaining. A lot of guys there in the mix at the end. That's yeah, what you he, want to even see. Paul Casey. We were watching him, and we yeah, we kind of saw run. him in a position Keegan, where your boy Keegan, Keegan Bradley. was really doing well, bro. And he he kind of fell apart there at, on eighteen. Talking about falling apart, Bradley. That's Keegan, Keegan Bradley. Yeah, man. He he, you could just see it in his eyes, right? That once he messed up that shot on sixteen, and then he messed, and then he followed up with that miss on seventeen, that putt for for par. Yeah. You could tell in his face and in his eyes, he was like, I'm out of it. Like, yeah. he physically and mentally checked it's out of it. He's literally slipping away from your grip, and you can't do, do anything about it. Which opened the door for Lahiri to really make a run and yeah. get second place, which is amazing for a guy like him, you know, to really come in second place uh, with a chance to actually tie, right, in the last hole. Mind you, he needed to chip it in for birdie, um, and he still almost made it yeah. on the chip, right? He ended up yeah, about, like, what, in. six inches? Mm-hmm. Had to tap in for, for par. For par. A, a great end to the tournament. Um, a lot of great moments, man. A lot of we great had moments. Two hole, in, two ones. hole in ones. We had the one from uh, Shane Lowry on 17. And yes. then we had the one from Victor Hovland um, on the other part three. I can't remember which one. Not as iconic, obviously, as the 17th Island Green. But it was the eighth. It's still a great, great hole in one. Um, there's something else that happened. Oh, today we were just talking about it. Dustin Johnson. Sheesh. So the winner was Cam Smith at what, 13 under it ended up being? Yes. Dustin Johnson finished the tournament at nine under. He finished his round today, four, round four, at nine, nine under, under, meaning he was even through three rounds and shot nine under par. Dude, Beast. how sick is that? Course record. Tied us course record. He does one stroke better on, on the first three days. Like, he finishes, you know, three won. under, basically, one, one under for every day. No, and he, he he's at least in second place. 
with what he did today. No, you know but, what I mean. But which is not nothing crazy. One under no. for somebody like him. No, but but again, like if he would, like you said, he probably comes into today right with a little bit more confidence to say, "Man, I could really win this." Not just play really great to play really great and really get myself out of a hole. It was more like I could I could win this right. Um, and and like I said, he he tied a course record today by shooting as low as yep. he did. That's crazy, which, which is an amazing display of his talent, right? Because even when he's doing bad, he's still that damn good. Yeah, he, that's he's amazing. He's amazing. That's that's, that's a, a incredible, man. And then it's just it's also crazy to see how many great players missed the cut altogether, dog. Oof. Patrick Cantlay missed. Brooks Kepka missed. Um, Justin Thomas did make it in. Uh, there was dude. There was a bunch of dudes that that you were like, wow, that guy missed the cut. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But all in all, shout out great to Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, bro. You're as soon as like we were talking to your wife about it, she's like, oh yeah, Joe Dirt. <laughs> we're like, like yep, yep, that's it. That's it. That's him right it. there playing like, golf. Why does that guy look like Joe Dirt? That's so funny. Like, that guy's about to win some cash. Cash. Second million, place. Right? Yeah, second First, place walked away with two. Two mil? Sheesh. Crazy, son. Yuri. Way to go, bro. Biggest payday probably in his life, man. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dog. There's He probably doesn't make that in a year, right? Or half a year. Being still coming up in the game, not being as known, no major sponsors, nothing like that's that. Prob- that's probably, yeah, realistically, he, come on. I don't know, I could look this up, but we could probably look it up, but I would, I would venture to say that that's as much as he made in the last couple of years in his career. Yeah, man. That one paycheck that he's going to get, plus all the, now the notoriety and like, second place gives you other things too, I think, as far as exemptions, so the tournaments and entrance into them and all that, so. Right. That's good. Great to see him, man. We've seen it happen before, you know, the, the gala. Recently at the waste management, you know, came up short, and then last year at the Masters, we we're talking about it. Was yes. Alatoris getting yeah. second place, but kind of put him on the map, you know, as far as a competitor and, and somebody that people got to take serious when they see him up there lurking. So absolutely, uh, and even for Lahiri, I really think the yep. same. He's going to have that same effect where people now recognize while, you, but yeah. right? They recognize you. Your face is more recognizable, and you get different sponsors to say, "Hey, we want to give you a shot for a year or something like that. See what you can do." And, and and that's where it starts. Maybe that's the where Saudis approach you and they're like, hey, we want to buy your team. We <laughs> want to buy you, the person. We would like we to buy you and your team. Sir, I'm not you. a team. <laughs> I would like you back. Uh, we buy you. Money. But, Here but, you go, money. And then um, since we're going to be gone for a little bit, the next thing we got coming up golf-wise um, is the Masters. That's, I mean, so now we have, the, we have the Valspar now coming right. up. Uh, which is, you know, it's all right. You and know, then the Valero, not, Texas Open. Uh, there's then, a Dominican, then we go to Texas. Right, there's the Dominican tournament. Uh, the same weekend, I think. Yeah. Well, um, next they, year, we should go out there and play in that tournament. Dog. In Corrales. I've played that course, dog. That I course know, but sick. we should play in the tournament. <laughs> um, but yes, then when you come back, bro, we're going to have the Masters that week. We have the Masters up, that week, right. Uh, April 7th through the 10th. So we're going to get together that Monday probably, right? For the sure. 4th or 5th or whatever sure. that is. Uh, for everybody to hear, and then we're gonna have a preview for the Masters that week. So it's gonna be that's dope. gonna be crazy timing. Yeah, but look, three good tournaments that you can really practice, and the guys who've won those tournaments that we've talked about, right? You got the Valspar, Sam Burns won it. We saw him play well today, not great, but played well. Um, Jordan Spieth won the Valero Texas Open last year. Joel Danum won the Dominican Damon, Repu- J- Damon. Joel Damon. He won the that tournament. So it's a good little run of tournaments, right? To to kind of gather some speed and, and get yourself into a good rhythm before you head into the Masters and and really make it happen in yeah. Augusta, bro. 
that's going to be I mean amazing. That's I love that the Masters. It's, it's it just, signifies it's, like the the beginning of spring. You know, like top of everything. The top, everything dog. is like all is good in the world. Hopefully, like there will be peace in the world by then. Hopefully, everything gets resolved yeah, and what's going on in the world, and we could just have a nice, wonderful, you know. Masters weekend that'll be amazing. Narrated by Jim Nance. That'll be uh, that guy. That guy. Is, that guy has the, the best. best. Voice, He's dude. the best in the business, bro. He's the best in the business, man. When it comes to that, um, damn, I, I can't wait to look, for, bro. I can't wait for it's that. It's gonna bro. be fun, bro. It's gonna be so fun. We're not gonna, gonna glad. We're glad we're not missing out on a lot of golf. Hell yeah! I'm excited that when you get back, you have something amazing to look forward to, and then we can play golf. And we're gonna have a lot. Yeah, a lot of time. Definitely play when you get back. That's for sure. But for we're sure. gonna have a lot to talk about when you get back, including. What's going on with our heat? Because there's already a lot. We've Oof. only we've only missed a week so far since last week. It's only been less than a week now. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot that's been going on right now yeah. with these heat dogs. So talk to me. What's what's the deal? Well, for me personally, right, it was it was kind of weird to see the heat in action these last couple of games, right? Our last four games we at home, we've gone two and two. So we had a five game home stretch. We went three and two in that home stretch. But the two losses were very very off-putting, man. And I tell you, I'll tell you why for me, right? Because we beat Houston, right? We come off that that win against Philadelphia where we look dominant, we mm-hmm. shut them down, and it's like, all right, shit, like this, this team, this is the heat. They're locking in. It's playoff bound. They're locking in. Number right? one seeded Heat, right? And then we follow that up, and you go get a win against Houston. You're like, all right, cool. So mm-hmm. now, like, we're definitely on a good roll here, and there's no drop off, right? Because we always have that fear where you play a, an opponent. Right, that's really a tough opponent, somebody you're looking forward to facing, which is at a high regard. And then you play a lesser opponent, a Charlotte, uh, you know, name a right. bad team, a San yeah, Antonio. Yeah. You and play they, to their level, and you play to their level, right? So I was scared of that little drop off between Philadelphia and Houston. No, but, but we played good. We handled business against Houston. But a, then we go ahead and we, we took care of business in the right way. We whooped their ass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. One hundred six. That was an ass. Expected. That's what right. we did, and we went in there and we handled it. But then speaking on that, you know, number one team in the East, which we still are. Right, but we go on and we face the the number one team in the West, West West, y'all. And you know, it starts off first half. It starts off as a good game. We have the lead, and then they kind of take it back, and then they go on a run. They start getting hot, but then it ends up being a high scoring first half and a competitive first half. Tyler Hero misses a go ahead layup to tie to to Mm. tie the game Mm. to go into the half. So we go down two points. Into the half. Right. And Second it was, half. And it was really cool, by the way, uh, to see Hero and Booker really, like, trade ba- buckets in the first half, right? Where you can see those two young offensive talents, yeah. like, just going after each other with, like, a mutual respect, right? Because we heard a lot about it before the game where Booker and Hero, like, stay in communication and they stay watching film on each other. And, like, they have that, that I guess... NBA brotherhood vibe right between right. them two so it's nice because we always wanted a guy like Devin Booker but I feel like we kind of have that in Tyler Hero you know what I mean bro his mid game is ridiculous it's so nice it's his so nice like he's so Kobe-esque and like Jordan-esque like the way that he could just turn around like anywhere inside the paint and right. just float that bitch in bro but anyway so we, we you know we have a good first half exactly what we expected but then so we come out a whole different team in the second half the second half, was, and I can't say that it was lost in the third or it was lost in the fourth. The whole second half, as a as a whole, we were not up to par with the Suns' gameplay. Nowhere near, nowhere near. And you can tell that it was really the second half. And you know, I talked about it before when we talk about the Heat. It's the main thing that was glaring at me from that game was Kyle Lowry's hesitation. 
You know what I mean? To really deliver offensively. He's he's too worried about setting guys up, making passes, defending this and that and the other. Instead of recognizing in the moment, hey, Jimmy's not playing tonight. We're struggling. The rest of the guys are struggling. We need buckets. Let me let me just go off. I'm not going to try to pass. He him hasn't, he hasn't and done he that. he hasn't done he that hasn't, yet. I, I, that's not the role that he's here for. He's I, shown, I get he's, it. He's shown us that, man, unfortunately. I, nah, but you see, that's where I think. And I, I agree with I you. I'm, I'm totally you know agreeing I mean? with you. Like, I think the, he, he was. He should be here. that guy. He can be that guy. He can still shoot. He can still, like, generate offense. Right. But what he's shown us so far in five months of this basketball season is that that's not what he's here to do. At least yeah. that's not what it looks like he wants to be doing right now. No, man. and Because I get it. He is. He, he looks for that extra pass. And, and Lowry's always been good at that. But one thing that – I mean, the reason I feel like he's he, – part of the reason why he's an NBA champion, obviously – Kawhi Leonard's a big part of that. Correct. But a big part of also is because, you know, when DeMar wasn't having a good night. Lowry was. Lowry was like, all right, I got to step up and I got to score 30 in the night. You know what I'm saying? And we haven't seen a 25-point game from Kyle Lowry, you know? Like, nothing like nothing special on offense like that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, all the time, right? No, 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 but, not at all. But you have to recognize the Certain moments, games. Right? Jimmy's out. The moments in the game where you got to say, all right, it's the fourth quarter. Damn, the fourth quarter just started. It's nine minutes left. We're still struggling. I'm going to try to take over. And let it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, forget about Hero. Forget about Bam. Forget about, like, the rest of the guys. You got you to gotta step up and, and take care of yourself and really put yourself in a position to be a leader and let those guys fall in, you know what I'm saying, behind you. Because even that game against Phoenix, man, you could tell we didn't have it offensively, bro. There was three guys in oh, double no. figures. And defensively, was, too, though, honestly. Du- right. It was Duncan with, who hit six threes, right? He had early on, points he had early. Him, early in the first and half. Then went cold, right? Uh, Bam has a, a whatever 17, right? Because it really felt like it was just, you know, here and there, 7 of 11 from, where, from where, the field. Where we missed Bam and where he lacked that game was getting defensive rebounds. Eight and a half, I don't know how many offensive rebounds and second chances in that game. Where it's like, you know, we're, we're expecting our team's already transitioning. Right. And we don't get the rebound. They get the rebound, and it's a quick somebody cuts to the lane, and it's a quick Boom. another two quick two points. I don't know how many of those they had. That it's game. a lot. It was a lot, bro. And and look, he rounded it off with seventeen points, right? But more importantly, he took twenty shots. He was seven to twenty. He took twenty shots. Lowry took three shots the whole game. Ended up with five points. That's terrible. That's not that. There's no way that that that's what he was brought here to do. You know what I'm saying? And and that's my point. He he hasn't had that game where he pops off. Offensively, and he needs to pop off, right? Where he, where he just like, again, shuts everybody else and says, "I'm gonna hit a three. I'm gonna hit another three. I'm gonna take it to the hole. I'm gonna get fouled. I'm gonna do this, and boom, here's my 27 point game." You need to be able to do that if you're Cal Lowry because we're gonna need that performance in the playoffs. We're gonna need it. Yeah, you for know, sure. We see uh, what's his dude? Brooke Lopez is back for Milwaukee now. Uh, Philadelphia looks like they're finding their rhythm. Chicago's getting back into a, a rhythm of winning games, and the Rosen's playing well. We're gonna need all the talent that we have to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah, as and we, we know what we can do when we are exactly. You know what I mean? So that that loss, one eleven to ninety, was really rough. ugly and really rough, man. We we were in, we were only in it for the first half of that game. After that, they just ran away with it. And then we have another game Friday night. We, we we bounce back. So which leads, you know, I know we were talking about this stat earlier. Yes. So what what's our what's our record whenever we well, have a loss? What's the Heater, our bounce back record after this win against. Um, well, we took the loss against Phoenix, and then we bounced back quickly against uh, Cleveland, and, and that win was our sixteenth win of the season. We're sixteen and seven. 
when the Heat following loss. So whenever the Heat loses the game, the next game we're usually going to win. We're sixteen and seven in those matchups, um, and and that's something that you and I really harped on when we did our Heat preview. Right? We talked about not allowing the the losing streaks to continue. Right? We saw that last season where it was a three game losing streak, a two game, four game, three game, four game. Yeah. You know where we're really cutting that, that off real quick, right? Where we're getting rid of those stretches of. Of being a bad team and playing bad basketball and still taking losses, um, it's it's really refreshing to see how well the Heat have played. Um, and also, even in that game, that was the 25th time where we had all our starters play together. Out of 68 games this season, that was our 25th time where we had Jimmy, we had Lowry, Duncan. I'd be curious, um, PJ, to see that record. And and well, I I don't have it. I, I gotta I gotta look that up. I don't have it, but even still, like. I feel like even if we looked at that record, um, the games and the scoring are going to be very, like, mountain climbing, you know, like up and down, up and down, up and down, because there's just no way to build consistency over a, a whole NBA season when you only play 25 times together, you know, and that may hurt us when it comes into the playoffs, right, because we really need everybody to be healthy and play at the same time. This home stretch would have been a really great I don't want to say like uh, a, a spot for that because it's more important for me to to get like that on the road where we have everybody available, not so much at home, right? At home, we tend to play better anyway, so we can rely on the guys we don't normally want to rely on when we hit the road. Uh, but man, that, that game against Cleveland was nice to see, but it didn't really inspire me. No. <clears throat> yeah, we saw Bam go off, right? 30 points, 17 rebounds killing it in the first half and just really doing whatever he wanted to do when it came to offense. Yeah. But what what I didn't see, right, was consistency. Even in that game, you saw Cleveland make little runs at us, right, where they would score seven straight points and then we would have to fight it back and they would score seven, five, nine straight points and we have to fight them back to get them off us. I kind of want to see us become a killer in that second half because – what that's what I didn't see really in that Cleveland game, albeit we won, right? We won the game one seventeen to one oh five. But in that Minnesota game where we build up a good lead in the first half, we get into the second half and we don't have that killer instinct and we end up losing that game. In you the know? last two minutes. In the last it two was, minutes. It wasn't that. like the Suns game. I do want to note that Suns right. game, they came out the second half and they just beat us from the second like the start of the second half all the way through the end of the game. With the with, with uh, the Timberwolves, you know, it was like you just said. The second half was a little was a lot more competitive, which it shouldn't have been. I feel like that's a team we can take. And going back to Cleveland, Cleveland, we were zero two against Cleveland going into this, this game. Year. Yeah. So you know that is a good tell. It's like all right, good bounce back, but at the same time we're able to beat a team and, and avoid that sweep. Uh, so that's a big game mentally going into that that we need. So that's double the pressure. You True. know what I mean? And you got to bounce back. You got to avoid the sweep. And they go out and they do that. But, yes, the losses right now at this point in the season are more of a conversation piece than the wins. So especially wins like that. If we beat the Suns, we'd be talking about that all day right now. You know, how big a game that was. They didn't have Chris Paul, but we didn't have Jimmy. We were able sure. to sneak that out, unsung heroes, all of that. But we didn't get that. Then we go to Cleveland, and we do get the win. It's nice and all. But then turn around next day, and then Timberwolves take this game in the last two minutes. I mean, we were we were exchanging. We were going, exchanging blows, going back and forth at the end of the game. And literally maybe two plays cost us, like, that game, like, that, that where they were able to get an extra bucket. And bad shots, bad rebound. And, and, or, yeah, exactly. You're not making the, the, the shots at the end. And that right there is, is rough to see. Super rough, especially when they didn't have anybody score more than 16 points. 
and we had three guys in in double figures. Um, pretty much the only guys, right? Uh, Hero had thirty. Uh, Bam Struz had great, nineteen. Great scoring performance for right? Hero. I mean, I don't know what his percentage was, but thirty points, man. I doubt. I'm gonna make something clear right now. Tyler Hero is the MVP for the Miami Heat this season. Has to be, bro. Like, there's no question about that. Say what you want about Bam and his potential and the great things he showed. Say whatever you want about Jimmy. Right? You can't talk to me about Lowry. The MVP for this season has been Tyler Hero because without him, we're not a, a number one seed. We're not as good as we are, and we don't get through the rough stretches of games that we had to play and where he stepped up for this team. So offensively, defensively, taking over uh, point guard position, right, like we talked about last uh, on the last episode and him learning on the fly, um, being a consistent scorer for us, right, averaging more than 20-something points, 22, I think he's up to this year. Man. I don't know how anybody can look at Tyler Hero and say, yeah, he he needs to give us more right now. No, this dude is doing everything that he can, averaging 21 points a game, uh, four and, uh, five rebounds with four assists, you know, PER rating of 16 on the season, doing it all and doing it efficiently. This kid is really the real deal. I mentioned, I compared him a little bit to Booker uh, because I feel like they do have that offensive power right where it's like any given night Tyler Hero can be on fire and he's gonna go off and nobody's stopping him you know what I mean um but but even still back to that Minnesota game it was tough to see Hero waste a performance like that right where you're on fire you're doing everything you can but nobody else is really willing to throw in buckets behind you and I mentioned Lowry you know he was two of six had 14 points not enough it's not enough man you can't get outscored by guys on the Minnesota Timberwolves dog you're Kyle Lowry there's no way and he had that air ball in that game. It was rough. At the end, end of the game, like rough. We I, needed I, that. I, I, we needed I, that to at least hit the rim so we can get the rebound. Dog. And, and I feel bad because I know that this dude's probably dealing with a lot of like he's off, been out a lot of ga- games this year because issues, of right? personal stuff. So we don't know what's going on, and that but could have a that factor in it. It most definitely is a factor, right? Because yeah. we're human beings. You yeah. and I understand that hardcore, right? Uh, but damn, dog, like. I, I would expect for a guy like him to take out his frustration on the court when he does play. You know what I mean? And just say, bro, I'm 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 going off tonight. Everybody get the fuck out of my way. I'm going I'm going in. You know, some LeBron type shit where it's like, hey, I'm not passing the ball tonight. I'm letting you guys know. I'm not passing that. Yeah. And just take over because, we're, like I said earlier, man, we're going to need it. We're going to need this guy to really take over offensively. Bam's doing great offensively. Um, we see his progression. Like I said, if he doesn't score 20 points a game, I feel like it puts us in a in a position where we can lose, right? Because we know we can count on Hero. We need somebody else to count on. It hasn't been Jimmy, right? Because we've seen his rough stretches uh, when it comes to shooting the ball. He, even though he's still scoring 20-something points, a lot of that, if you guys notice, is coming off the free throw line, right? The other yeah. night he had 10 free throws. Game after that where, where he missed the game and then came back and had another eight, nine free throws. So that's how he adds to his stuff. C- classic Dwayne Wade. Right, but it takes a, it takes a toll on your body. There's only somebody, t- that's why he's out games and taking rests and stuff like that. And you're more liable to so miss many, so many games you could play. You know, you're 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 putting yourself in a position where you're gonna miss, right? Right, because you're you're not as fresh. You're kind of beat up, and and defenses can kind of close out on you a little bit quicker. We got to see what happens, man. Well, we we got ten games from today. Yep, when we're recording this, so we record again, dog. Yep. 10 games. And there's a, there's a couple interesting games in that Ooh, stretch. There's a lot you know, of we interesting We got Golden games. State in that stretch. 
We got the Celtics in that stretch. There's, there's a there's a few interesting games. There's a lot of interesting. We're going to need to recap, you know, from here to then. So, Wait, but if you, you think about it, like let's look at the games real quick, right? We mm-hmm. got and we're heading towards the end of the season, by the way, right? Um, yeah. So tonight, by the time you're hearing this, we're playing the Pistons tonight, on right, the, on the road, right? No, at home. We're at home, home against. We're still at home against Detroit. We're going to be home against Oklahoma yeah. City. Yep. Go on the road to Philadelphia, back home against uh, Golden State and New York and Brooklyn and Sacramento. Meet up against uh, go to Boston, the, go to Chicago, road. go to Toronto. Three crazy road games right there. All right, those right. games are going to be tough. All of them are tough. All of them are tough. What What do you expect? What do you think would be the necessary record to go in these ten games right here, bro? For the Heat to to maintain that number one spot in the East. To maintain the number one spot in the East, you got to go eight and two. You got to yeah, go right. eight and two. Um, what are the two games you 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 give yourself wiggle room to lose? Man, I, I'll give you a game. I mean, the war, the Warriors game just stands out there. It, I feel like we could beat the Warriors. I feel like we can too, dog. But I just there's one I'll, team. I'll out give there. up. I'll give up uh, the Brooklyn game, right? Because Kyle Lowry, that's going to be here in Miami. Kyle Lowry's going to be able to play. Kevin Durant, you mean Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, excuse me. He's going to be able to play, and um, Durant's on fire. So that's going to be that's one the, that our toughest matchup. The other right? one I'm looking at. Boston at Boston. That's a road. That's the one. That's a tough game. That's the one. That's the one. Because again, that's somebody that we're in direct competition for, right? They're we're, on fire. They're right on now. fire right now. We're in direct competition with Philadelphia, with Chicago, and with Boston and Brooklyn. All Boston th- sitting at the at the five seed, but they're what four games behind us, which is not a lot. And there's there's at least four or five games before we see them, so there a lot could a lot could change from here to then. It's not a lot. It's like, not. It's very close. You know, look, you got you got what five teams with already forty one wins, at least. So you know you got to get at least forty five to fifty wins to really not even you got to almost hit fifty wins to to end up in the number one spot. He got to win at least what seven to eight more games. We only have a two and a half game lead on on, on Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Those guys are still playing well, right? They're Absolutely. all three of those teams. He Philadelphia, Milwaukee, seven and three in their last ten games. So like it's not like we're playing losers here, right? It's not like we're looking at that, and even Boston, they're Boston seven, and, seven three. and three too. Come on, it's going to be a tough, tough battle. That's why it was so important for us to have such an amazing home record, which we do have. Right, we're twenty. What was it? Twenty four and nine at home right now. That's amazing. That's the formula for success. Because even still, like you look at the rest of the schedule, that means we only we've only lost fifteen road games. That's not serious. That's like you know what I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So for the Heat, this next ten game stretch is going to be extremely critical. I hope you guys are tuning in not only for the pizza mañana, of course. You know we're going to be bringing that pizza mañana, but because of the games that we have in front of us. No, these are playoff games, right? Playoff here. games, all of them, all of them, man, all of them. And and look, another underrated t- tough team right there in that mix of games is going to be New York because New York is really fighting for their playoff lives and trying to make sure that they stay, you know, in that race outside of that playing. To to give themselves a real playoff, perf- you know, birth. You know, a lot of those teams don't 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 get that opportunity, man. Right. They don't get that opportunity. 
It's going to be interesting, Doug. Interesting, bro. When and you I, get back, we're going to be right in the thick of things for, for the playoffs. When I come back, the Heat are already above 50 wins. We're, if the, if yeah. I come back and the Heat have 52 wins, 53 wins, I'm going to be happy. Super happy with that stretch because that's seven wins. Seven to eight wins that we can get out yeah, of that 10-game stretch. You, you get back and it's pretty much playoffs because we we're going to have we're going to do an episode on the 4th, which is drop the 5th. Right. And then we have the those Heat two, play and they got two, two more games after that. All right. So April 10th is their last game right now. So... We're going to have a lot to recap on the Heat in a couple weeks and then Hope, right, right to playoff mode. Like I said, man, it's it's the home stretch, right, for, for us and the Heat. It's the home stretch because when when the playoffs comes, you know us, sports with social, we turn it up and we go both coasts. We do the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. So and we have a and we know we're gonna have some amazing matchups in both sides this year. The East is super competitive. We see what's going on in the West. Um man, uh, exciting for basketball. Exciting for basketball fans. Get into it. Get into it. Uh, let's see, man. What else do we got on deck? We well, got. I mean, you know, we got to talk about our cats, the Panthers. <sighs> yeah, we just started a road trip. Not too great. No, had a loss. Uh, now two nights ago. Yeah, uh, to the Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry to, to the say, Kings, what, LA Kings, oh, to the LA Kings. We lost to the LA Kings in the shootout, three to two. Um, man, a, a rough start. Rough start because even even when the Panthers started that game right, they had won three out of the last four. They had really been rolling. They're 40 wins now in the season. Yeah, we, we beat the Sabres, we beat the Penguins, Correct. and we beat the Flyers. That was last Thursday, all at home. Correct. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. Two of those were on Two. the road. Yeah. One of them was at home against the Flyers. Yeah. And, the, and, like, you know, we talked about it all season with the Cats, right, how dominant they've been. We talk about the Heat being 24-9 at home. We, we know that the Panthers have the best home ice record in the NHL. What baffles me is, like, how they're going to be able to to carry that momentum from winning so much at home and take it on this road game, on this road trip. Seven-game road trip, bro. That's that's a lot of those are those makeup games from the December trip and stuff like that, where they had games pushed back because of COVID and stuff. So now the Panthers benefited from that at first because they had extra home games. Now they're seeing the flip side of that coin, seven straight road games, starting with LA. And now, you know, you got to play, <clears throat> excuse me, San Jose. I think you said, yeah, San Jose coming up. Um, not going to be easy tonight. It's not going to be, they got to go to Vegas, uh, play in Vegas on Thursday. And they're playing the Ducks on Friday. That's a quick turnaround, too, there, right there. Back-to-back yep. games. And they have six nights. days off to, before they play Montreal, before they play the, pretty much the Canadians, right? They play right. Montreal, Ottawa, Tanner, uh, Toronto, and then go back to Montreal here at home um, before they face Chicago and New Jersey. A lot of games on the road. And and the worst yeah, part about it is that tough, they're, they're in a position kind of similar to the Heat, right? Where yeah, you're at first, the top. They're first in their division right now. Right. Uh, ahead of the Lightning by, what is it, like half a game or something like that? That's like, it. It's a point. Yeah. Point, well, no, it's four well, it's points. It's four points. Yeah, it's a four-point lead. Um, but we got 40 wins to their 38 and uh, 13 losses to their 15 losses. So, it's at least, yeah, it's at least a whole two-game difference right there for us. But. Seven game road stretch, and we just lost the first one. That's tough, but it's we're the, we're speaking. You know, like we talk about the Heat being a good bounce back team. We're a pretty good bounce back team too. Absolutely, the the Panthers are. Absolutely, they really are because rare for them to lose back to back or streaky like. And a lot of games. a lot of that has to come with the production that we've talked about when it comes to scoring goals. Right, the Panthers are never out of a game. They're never out of a game. Right, like they beat the crap out of Buffalo six yeah, one. Before they that, finish when they're up, they know how to close they, out and finish. They know it's how been to close rare out. that they give up a lead. And even but if they if do, they, 
it, well, and when they haven't had the lead early, they somehow manage to climb back and, and end up getting into overtime, winning it, or just winning it outright in regulation. Always. You know, they're, they're they're a team that keeps clawing. <laughs> <laughs> they never give up. You know what I'm Sheesh. saying? Yeah, man, they really don't. And and they and they like I said, they find themselves in a position similar to the Heat. Right? They're at the top of the division. They're really fighting to get that number one spot in the whole NBA, or in this case, the NHL. Mm-hmm. Right? They're only what three points behind Colorado, who's at number one spot. Carolina's holding down that number two spot, one point behind them. They need to win games. They need the points to keep moving forward and to keep pace with the rest of the really good teams that are moving. Because if not, Tampa Bay is right there on their ass. Yeah. And so is Pittsburgh right behind them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, the Panthers are really going to have to come out of this and say, okay, we can't lose any more road games. We need to take five straight road games here and then see what happens on that last game on the road before we head back home. But they need to rip off a, a good road record because that's the only way that they're going to be able to push themselves into that number one spot for home ice. So we just lost the first of a seven-game road Sheesh. trip. What do you predict? What do you think the record is going to be? Go five. Win five straight. I think they're going to win five straight road games right and, now. And lose the last one on and the lose, trip. And maybe lose the last one. Five and two is what you're calling? Calling five and two. All right. I'm calling five and two because, again, even that game last night, I was watching the first two periods right before I fell asleep. It should have got way too late. Uh, but I saw the Panthers claw back, like you said, right? <laughs> they never give up. They're, they know that they can score, and they know that they can always push the envelope and even br- pull their goalie to say, hey, let's bring an extra man on ice, like we saw against that, uh, against that game where they took it to overtime. And and make a goal, make it happen. Find a way to score. The Panthers always have a fi- find a way to score, and that does a lot for you when you're playing hockey, right? And you don't really rely on your defense or keeping to a team to one or two goals, as opposed to you scoring four, five, six goals, right? On an average, right? Too much firepower, man. Too, we much, have too firepower. much firepower to not score that many goals every night. We it's expected, man. We're spoiled. I I expect these guys to put up four to six goals on any given night. Yeah, when, man. When they like, you know, that 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 shootout loss three to two, it's like, damn. I mean, it's not normal for us. Look, I mean, that, that means you know these guys played their hearts out. The, you know, whoever we lost to in, um, in those last five games the that Kings. the Panthers have uh, have played in, right? They won. They beat Detroit, beat Buffalo, beat Pittsburgh, beat Philadelphia, and lost to Los Angeles. Right? All right. So beat Buffalo six six goals. Uh, beat Detroit six goals. Beat Buffalo six goals. Beat Pittsburgh four goals. Beat Philadelphia six goals. Lose. To uh, L.A., 3-2. to two. two goals. A team that scores yeah. over and over and over and over and over again. So it's, it's, not, it's not crazy to, to just really think that the, the Panthers can pull it off and get seven straight or five straight road victories here, especially knowing that they need it. And I'll be watching tonight for the most part, uh, tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll be watching tomorrow, 1030, if I'm up, catching some West Coast hockey and, you know, Cheer on oh, yeah, the Panthers tonight. By the time everybody's hearing this, it'll be a late game tonight. Absolutely, man. Um, but then you get back. Da, da, da. Let's see here. Yeah, there's going to be two home games, and that's after that seven game home, uh, road stand. And then we go home too, and then we go back on the road for two more before you and I get together to discuss. So we're gonna have what is that? Nine, nine out of the last. 11 games would have been road games Sheesh. for the Panthers. So it's going to be interesting when we get together again. To Hell talk yeah. About, Damn, that's crazy. The cats. Yeah, that's really wild. And look, you know, they can really bounce back against San Jose. San Jose really has fallen off this year uh, from where they were. The Kings are a really good team in the West. This is a good bounce back game for the Panthers to 
again, get their winning going, start scoring some more goals, get that free-flowing offense rolling, and, and really make some noise, man. Yep. Let's get it, baby. And, yes, sir. Uh, yo, speaking of making noise, bro, Oof. I know it's only March. Yeah, but football and, never sleeps, dog. Football never sleeps. Football never sleeps. Shout out to uh, the YouTube page. If you haven't checked that out yet, we got a new video up there. Yes. Uh, for last week's Tuesday night, 365 flag football game. What a game. Um, I, I will be honest, the, you know, the first half of the game, the beginning of the video, per se, is a little slow. You know, it's a little bit, you know. It's a little so-so. Yeah, so-so. <laughs> this guy. But definitely watch the ending of that video. Watch the Great end of that game. game. I mean, amazing. Game. Amazing. Shout out to uh, Turn Up, Team Turn Up, man. Yeah. Uh, and we'll and get- shout out for, to... Uh, 305 Gremlins, man. Hell of a yeah, game. Yeah, that was a great Hell of game. A game. But we're also going to be covering these guys again t- this week. Got tonight, the, we're going to be re- uh, recording them, and we should have we got content. the Uptoppers versus uh, Team Turnup, and then yep. we got Team And then we got uh, the Empire Tinder. versus the Tinder Swindlers. Swindlers. So, what a great team. That way, we're going to have some content coming at you guys while SoSo's gone. I told you so guys. We got to look out for that, man. but make sure. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Leave a comment or something. It helps us out. It helps the algorithm. Absolutely. Help us out. But, uh, yeah, football, dog. Football is Yo, in, in full free swing Free agency right now. is open. Son, there's a lot. The Dolphins are making moves early. Hold on. Let me say something about the Dolphins and free agency. We All right, are. Here we go. Hold on. We, go, Hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. Um, go ahead. Ready. We are the reigning, defending off-season champions undisputed four years in a row <laughs> that's us i all want right. everybody to know that that's yeah. us you happy you yeah happy? i you got good? that off my chest all right good <laughs> um a lot going on in the dolphins world right now uh a lot of signs you know a lot of uh movement going on uh internally and you know both guys coming out from outside that we're signing already and it's not even the combine just yet um, I want to start off with two guys that we've talked about previously that we had questions around what was going to happen. In uh, Mike Gusecki on the offensive side. Well, right? let's start. Let's start with. Well, yes, let's start with Gusecki. Right, we'll start there. We yep. tagged him. We tagged him with the franchise tag. He's the first player this season in the NFL to be tagged with the franchise tag, which is smart. On, I think uh, it's a good move. It's a good move, right? Because there's questions around. Not because of him, right? More no, because the of money aspect. the money aspect. Are we going to give him a long term? Right. And what what else was out there and available, right? Were we willing to pay high dollar amount to go get another tight end that we're not sure about? Right. Instead of keeping our guy for one year and seeing what we can work out or maybe even draft? Somebody that's good that we know, right? you know he can catch. His blocking might be a little suspect, but he's a good tight end with hands. And I'm sure that Mike McDaniel saw something in him to say, yo, we got to keep this guy. Mm-hmm. We got to keep him. Let's tag him. Let's see what I, I got plans for him in my offense. We can really use utilize yep. a guy like him. He had George Kittle. Look what he did with him. So there's no there's that's not really like a big surprise. I'm glad that they made that move for both the Dolphins and for Gusecki, right? Gusecki gets that payday. He gets paid. He He's happy with that. And he can worry about a long-term contract at another time, right? right. Or work on that as it goes as the season goes on. And for the Dolphins, like I said, we lock in a position that we, we really like and we need an offensive we we threat and on, on the tight end position, right? Yep. The other one I wanted to talk to you about was mm. on the defensive side of the ball. Yes. Our boy. Little quiet this season, but we know what a stud he is, Emmanuel Ogba. Well, a little bit quiet, maybe in the sense of stats, to his standards, right? You know, as far the, as what we know, he's capable exactly. of. He still, he was very productive Effective. this past year, and even though the numbers might not represent it, there's a lot of pressure coming. It's always a lot of pressure coming from his side, always, and that that will help out somebody else to get a sack. So, like, I feel like they should redo it where you get an assist, kind of like in hockey, if you <laughs> like, assist in the goal, yeah, for like sure. you get the goal, like right. you know what I'm saying, like you don't just get the assist, like you get you get credit for the goal off the yeah. assist. 
Yeah. They should that do that too. Like you should get credit for the sack off the assist. Like if you're getting double teamed because you're that team. good of a of a rusher and it opens up a one on one for somebody to just, you know, get the sack, you should get help. But anyways, we went off and we gave him a nice contract. Four years, sixty five million dollars, bro. Thirty two million guaranteed. Um not not bad. Not bad at all, man. Not bad. Keeps and look, a guy like that happy. Absolutely. And and not only that, like it's not a crazy amount of money, right, for the production that he's given us. Back to back seasons with nine sacks at least. Um, a guy who, like you said, is really efficient and effective at his job. He opens up a lot of space for other people to make plays, right? Because he's gonna get that attention or be able to dominate his matchup in order to get somebody to help him. Um, or help on him. Yep. Now, he doesn't have the double-digit sacks or whatever, and it's like, oh, but you know how you're going to pay for that. But that's the going rate. You know, if you want to keep your own guys and, and guys who really fit your scheme and are productive in your defensive scheme, right, because we kept it the same defensive coordinator, so we don't expect to change a lot on that side of the football. Right. Uh, to keep a guy like Agba, really pay him his money up front, 32 mil, probably something that Xavier Howard looks at and is like, hmm, you know, like I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. But with, with a guy like Agba, we needed to do it, right? We needed to shore up that D-line and make sure that we have that possession, possession solidified heading into the draft. And um, it, it's ultimately a good move, I feel like, and I'm pretty sure you agree. All right. Well, I want to hear your thoughts on this other move the Dolphins made today. Yes. Um, a move that you know, revolves around something that we, we've been talking about. Dolphins are lacking it. We don't have a whole lot of depth back there, and we don't have a lot of talent as far as you know somebody that, that can play this role properly and, and generate some offense for us, and that's on the, the, the running back position. Mm. We went out and we signed former, now former, Arizona Cardinal Chase Edmonds. Yeah. To a short term, two, I think it's a two year deal. Two year deal. Yeah. 16.2 mil. Um, what are your thoughts? 12.6, excuse me. What are your thoughts around that signing? Are you underwhelmed, overwhelmed, whelmed? I'm indifferent. Whelmed? I'm just, yeah, I'm indifferent because. Doesn't I, really move the needle for me, right? Well, Chase Edmonds, don't get me wrong. He's a, a he's a good running back. Don't get guy. me wrong. I, but I, at the same time, he doesn't why sh- not wait? See what's out there. Is there nothing out there on the radar for? Here's the thing. When the it combine, comes, no, no, no. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm overly confident that these guys are going to draft a, a running back this season. They have to, right? They out, out, absolutely have to. There's no way you could keep turning this position into a band aid position where you just keep putting a band aid over a band aid over a band aid. Right. Um, not to say that uh, Chase Edmonds is a band aid. Right, I don't think he is. I think he's better than the guys that we already have here. Is he better right? than? I, he's better than Philip Duke Lindsay. Johnson. He's better than is Duke he Johnson. Than Philip. Yeah, he's is he better, better than. Uh, he's definitely better than Salvin Ahmed. He's better is than, he than, than Miles Gaskin. He's better than Gaskin too. Yeah, right. He's better than he's all the those best guys running back we have. Right we now. have right now, right? So okay, I like it, right? Because automatically that's an upgrade. Correct. Right. So, so that's that's cool. Who's, that's, who's he going to run behind though? Mm, bingo, bango, bongo, bam, right. <laughs> Are we going to keep shoring up the offensive line? I was waiting to see something happen today where it's like, oh, this offensive lineman has signed with the Dolphins. This offensive lineman has signed with the Dolphins. And we didn't get jack crap today, right? So I'm still, you know, searching the Twitterverse, right? Follow me, Sports with Sosa on Twitter. Um to there see was what talks, we find. There was a talks lot of talks about Armstead, about Jensen from Tampa Bay, and mm-hmm. with the news of Brady, un- Brady unretiring. We'll get to that. We're going to get to that. He resigns with his boy back in Tampa, so Jensen's off the table. But yeah, to your but point, they did lose no their other, center. There they, is no no they, other news. No, that Jensen is the center. He's the redhead. Damn, I thought he had signed with already with, nah, um, he came with back Cincinnati. To the Bucks. 
Wow. Yeah, he resigned with the Wow, Bucks. dude went back on his word. All right, punk. I see you. I'm going to look it up just to make sure I'm not just wrong. Just to make but. sure. But look, back to the Chase Edwards thing, uh, Edmonds thing. I think he's a good pick. Um, he's a pass catching back. He's very exciting. Can he carry the load? Probably not. And I would like to see him, you know, be a complimentary back, not necessarily the main guy, because in that, in that second running back position, I'm sure he can excel. And, depend, and that still opens the door for us to draft a really good running back. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, dog. But, I mean, I, 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 going, that, that tells me that, like, we just signed it. We just made the signing that we wanted. Like, there's something that we saw there. You know, we saw what James Conner was able to do, and, and there's concerns around injury, which is, like, I feel like we could have got away with giving them less money, but everything's inflated. I mean, gas is everything right now. You got to pay. They got to drive from Arizona. So, you know, they probably saw, like, hey, there's a leverage there. Like, we can get a guy like him. They probably don't care for him, so we could trade for him or whatever. Uh, how, wait, how did we get him? Did we trade, make the trade for him? Or, or we who? Just, or for Chase Edmund. We just no, signed no, we him. Just signed free agent, right? Yeah, signed him. So his so contract was up. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that just that's very interesting considering I'm, I'm hearing rumors about, like, Saquon Barkley possibly being out on the table for, like, a third and fourth round pick or some shit like right. that. Right. But that's that's my thing, right? If, if a guy like Barkley is up available for a third round pick, a fourth round pick, when this guy was... Was a beast. Oh, that's crazy to me. That, besides being crazy, that just leads me to believe like the Giants really have lowered their expectations on what this guy's going to be able to do moving forward and what they want to return from him, right? Because a third round pick is not like something to sneeze at, you know? Yeah, but it ain't no first round it pick. It ain't no bro. first round pick. It ain't no first Saquon round pick. Saquon was but a he first was round a, pick. Uh, uh, exactly. You know so when, you, when you're getting a first round talent like that for a third, fourth round, you got to ask questions. You got to kick what the tires. Injury concerns. You, you got to check the Carfax. You know what I mean? You got to do all that before you buy that car, dog. <laughs> yeah, take it for a couple and, of test drives. And I wouldn't want the Dolphins to do something like that where we trade a fourth. Or a third for a shake one. I'd rather just draft uh, one. O-lineman. Just more O-lineman with those picks. Even if you trade for an O-lineman or sign an O-lineman, I'm okay with that. But if we're going to get a running back that's not like, a, like you know, super expensive or something like that, dude, let's go draft one. Let's go draft one. Yeah. History has shown you get the best production off of drafting a kid that you don't have to pay a lot of money and let him blow up and then be like, oh, go get your money somewhere else. It's just how it goes in the NFL, dog. Um, the Dolphins made another very interesting signing today, bro, at yeah. a very interesting position, might I add. Yes, uh, I believe I've been picking up what you're putting down, and you're talking about the signing of Miami, Miami's own legend, Teddy Bridgewater. Peanut butter, Jack. <laughs> it just reminds me of that, dog, yeah. because that was his era, you know what yep, I mean? Yep, but uh, Teddy Bridgewater got back. He's signed. Obviously, I mean, the idea is he's going to be the backup, but in a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who knows, man? Tua can go down early like this happened this past season, and Bridgewater I'm a lot more confident in Ooh. coming in than somebody like Jacoby Brissett. Bro, that, <laughs> so, the, you know, the, Jacoby, I was like, I thought he's a good backup. You know, if Tua gets out of the game for a drive and we need somebody to just kind of take over, but, but for five, six games or whatever that stretch was, like, no shot, dude. Like, there was no way that he was going to be able to do that with that offense. Listen to Tua me. struggled doing it with that offense, let alone Jacoby. But I feel a lot better about Teddy. That's a very interesting – it's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal. You know? Perfect, perfect deal, right? And let me tell you something. If you, as a Dolphins fan, right, were feeling confident at any point in Jacoby Brissett to win a football game. Kylie. Bruh. Kylie. You need to do at least 15 to 20 pushers for every game that Brissett lost. No, nah, I don't, I don't add, think add anybody that had that expectation. No, nah, man, because people The expectation actually, is higher with, with, uh, with Teddy. I'll tell you why. Because you, you'll hear people say, oh, it's 
Just start Brissette instead of Tardy Tua. Tell me you didn't hear it. Nah, I didn't really hear it. Ah, come on, dog. I heard it a bunch, especially I saw shit on Twitter a bunch. But what I was going to say with Teddy Bridgewater, I really like the move because he's a smart dude. He's a very smart dude. He learns how to read offenses. He learns the playbook. He learns how to read defenses. He's a really smart quarterback when it when it comes down to it. Um, and we've seen him have some type of success, way more success than uh, uh, whatever, Brisket, whatever his last name is, Brisket Ribs and stuff like that. Jabroni Brisket. Jabroni Brisket. Uh, but, but Teddy Bridgewater is definitely an upgrade over Jacoby, right? Yeah, and, no doubt. And like you said, if – Tua were to go down again for any reason, I'm extremely confident yeah. in Teddy winning a bunch of games for us. Eight, nine, ten games, playing the rest of the season, whatever. I'm extremely confident in his ability. I I don't think that he's a starter because the fact that you landed here as a backup shows me well, that you're not a starter because there's still he had a jobs chance. available. You remember a couple of years ago, there was, a, there was yeah. a chance that he was going to sign with the Dolphins and he I ended remember. up taking a backup role to Drew Brees in, in New I, Orleans. And instead. I bet he regretted it. Maybe not. Man, maybe not. Bro, what if you come out here and again you show oh, yeah, your talent? You, you know, know maybe you never we, should. We, we we I think that was before he drafted Tua, right? So uh, you know it could have been it, this could have been his team. It could have been a Teddy Bridgewater team. Who knows? Maybe what, yeah, who knows? What I'm saying is like if you're a quarterback, you never shy away from an open like a Starting. quarterback number one job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, we saw Wentz just get traded to. Washington, and he's not giving up that job because he knows it's just a, a once in a lifetime type thing, right? For you to be QB one, um, and that's how it is, man. When when and that's what's weird to me, right? That you would that you would take a backup position, knowing that there's other quarterback positions available where you can possibly start. Uh, so let's see, man. I like the pick. I like the move. It was a great we're signing. Moves. We're making we're moves, active, you know? and we're and making moves in the right places. Yeah, so they're, not, they're not. They're, they're not. They're not weird. like question, that questionable. I mean, so far the most questionable one to me has been the signing of Cedric Wilson. Yes, the former Cowboys receiver. But that makes me happy a little bit. So they 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 gave a. Shit. I'll tell you, we why. know CD's the number one there, right? Right. They they were they traded Amari to the Browns. Correct. And their number two, they gave a shitload of money to in Michael Gallup, which is wild. Wild, wild sorry. Wild. And then there's a guy in Cedric Wilson that we don't really know a lot about. And we go out and we give this guy a $3 million deal. And this is a tweet that I just got from from Field Yates. I've been waiting on this for for this moment. Uh, Dolphins signing Cedric Wilson. Three years, $22.8 million. Yep. $22.8 million for a guy that... 12, 12 mil guarantee. That's the number you got to look at. A lot of guys might not know. Yeah. Still a lot of guaranteed money for the guy that a lot of people might not know. Uh, this is what, what Field had to say. Wilson played in a stocked wide receiver room for Dallas, but stepped up last year when they needed him due to injuries. True. He's bound for a larger role in Miami, and I think he will flourish. I, I, well, this is why I'm happy that we signed this guy, right? Um he does have talent, and he's shown it. When he got the opportunity to play, when those guys went down, when, when Amari went down, Cooper went down for a little bit, uh, Amari Cooper went down for a little bit, even Gallup missed a bunch of games, right? Yeah. And he was able to step up and really make himself a threat for that offense, even though they struggled, right, with without Dak because he played a bunch of games without Dak. Sure. And he was still able to perform and, and be one of the receivers that they can count in week in, week out. Why I'm happy. I'm happy because this just means that we just we're slowly pushing a certain somebody a little bit more out the door, you know, giving them the slight elbow 
And then oh, him get I'm out of here. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But get Devontae Parker out of here, dog. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jakeem Grant. I'm him say too. We got rid of him last year Him already. too. Him too. Him too. Him too. No, nah, but yeah, Devontae is on the way out, you think, then? What do you think we do with him? I think so. Is I he, th- where is he at with his contract? We paid him recently, not too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So we would need to trade him? We, uh, But I think that we that can do that, that way. and unload it. And unload it. And, and you know why? Because we've already seen what he can do. We've seen his inconsistencies and in, in being available, right? We've seen his inconsistency when it comes to playmaking. We've seen his inconsistency when it comes to making catches. I don't think this guy's going to be able to improve anymore. Like, how much more training can we give him? Like, how much better is this guy going to get? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say he's reached the ceiling because he obviously hasn't, but he doesn't, you know, he's not going to get any better. Yeah. And we need to cut our losses and say, hey, bro, you're taking up space here. You're not as good as you think you are. We wish you good luck somewhere else. It's not us. It's you. And we get younger at this position. You know what I mean? We oh, get yeah. Younger we at this always position. go younger. <laughs> Newer models. Newer models. That's Why what not, we want, bro? bro. And again, look, like, look, I'm reading here. Wilson averaged the 17th most yards of separation and 14th most yards after the catch among wide receivers in 2021. When the hell have you ever seen Devontae Parker even mentioned in any no, one of those no stats? Never. Never. N- name me the last time you heard Albert Wilson's name up there. Nah, bro. He's not a guy that's... Name me anyone up there guys. that's not Will named Jalen Water. Jalen Water, bro. That's it. that's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So adding a younger guy, a guy who can do right. his thing, bro. So I'm not mad at that. Especially moves. if it's just $12 million. It seems like a lot for an unknown no, but again, entity. Everything but is up. I mean, Aaron Rodgers got paid two hundred million dollars. Making fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, you? that's stupid right now. People are getting paid. So yeah, I get it. You know, but hey, I'm excited at least. It's definitely moves. It's gonna be. It's gonna give the offense a facelift. It's just the first week. You know, really. You know, of the of the uh, off season where we can sign people and stuff like that, and then the franchise tags and all that good stuff. So um, it's good to see. It's good to see. It's it hella moves, good to see. But obviously. We're going to take it all with a grain of salt, you know? And once uh, when, once the Dolphins win the Super Bowl at that point, then maybe whoa. we'll, then whoa, maybe whoa, we'll, whoa, we'll whoa, come whoa, back whoa, around. Whoa, Ain't that right, whoa, so? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Super what? Super Bowl. Super Bowl bound, bro. Come nah, on, now. man. Let's start with the off. Let's defend the offseason championship first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Already, we got we to defend the offseason championship already. first and, and really go from there, dog. You know, because we still need to build the offensive line, in all honesty. Of course, you know, that's, that's, know those that. are the moves that everybody, any real Dolphins fan, is waiting to see who yeah. we pick up there. Who, damn, who's going to be the lineman that we pick up? That's where the combine comes in. Now, not the combine. I'm sorry, the the, the draft and uh, the draft's going to be mid April, so we'll definitely have plenty of time to do you know set up and plan our our draft episode for sure. Um, but there's going to be a lot that we miss out, man. There's going to be a lot, but look, it's going to be not to recap when it, you get back. Hell yeah, and it's going to be so dope, dog. Because look, I saw something crazy, and I want to drop this little gem on you, Dolphins fans, real quick. Dolphins can create an extra $21.6 million in cap room by releasing these seven players. Let me know when you want me to not release one of these players, okay? Got it. Ready. Here we, Here go. we go. Jesse Davis. Okay. Cut him, right? Cut him. All right. Uh, Eric Rowe. Oh, cut. Cut, cut his ass, cut right? Him, bro. Alan Hearns. Cut his cut ass, his right? Ass. Claim free, free Fejahim. You don't cut, even know who him. that is, right? Okay, cool. Seething Carter. Cut him. Cut his ass, right? Greg Little. Cut him. I didn't even know he was on this team. Uh, Adam Butler. Cut him. You didn't even know who that is. The only one is Eric Rowe. The and only that one you that's would like, think about that I thought twice about. Really, and everybody that's it. else was a no brainer. See ya. Hasta luego. That puts us around eighty something million dollars that the that the potential Dolphins for, can use for offensive line purposes. 
Gotta go get it. Gotta go get it. Gotta go go gotta go pay for your biggest hole. If that's our biggest hole, gotta pay for it, bro. You know what I mean? You gotta pay for it and and you really gotta find a way to to make that a priority, bro. Everything else is great. Signing wide receivers, running backs, yeah. all this, great backup quarterback, great system, offensive minded coach, all this stuff, right? All of that is great. But if we don't have an offensive lineman who can block for four seconds, three seconds, we don't got shit. Mm-hmm. We don't got shit. Yep. And, and that's what we need, bro. That's what we need. And we need to wrap this up, bro. Let's let's go watch some some sports, man. We got a lot of things going on. We got a lot of things to plan for tomorrow. Three sixty five. Three six five, baby. Double header. That's tonight. By the time you're hearing this, y'all. So don't forget, we got the video already up from last week and week one. Check that one out where you're at. Yes. It. That was a great game by Team Turnup. Offensive dominating performance. Up top um, us. That, that's yeah that's that what, that's what I'm sorry uh turn up was the one from last, last week, week with the 305 gremlins dramatic uh and then we're expecting a great game tomorrow between the up toppers and team turn up team turn up it's gonna be a hell of a game you guys gotta make sure to tune into that uh so man i'm gonna miss yeah, you dog bro. i think we're we're all gonna be and um, you guys it's, you know? it's not gonna be the same without without the sports with so so man but like I said, I'm gonna be checking in. It's I'm the first time we take a hiatus like this since in a while. Since we've been doing in this. a while. It's been we really a don't. We don't really take more than I mean, a, a, a week's yeah break at, at that. You know, but it's something but, happening. You I know, mean, something very <laughs> huge life changing event. bro. Correct. Super correct. happy for you guys. Thanks, man. bro. I really I appreciate think the listeners it, would uh, would join me in saying congratulations. Appreciate, appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Shout out to you guys, man. Shout out to you guys uh, for sticking with us. Uh, Sticking with the show, watching us, supporting it, um, supporting the pizza mañana, your boy Soso, in case you ain't know so. Uh, there's just so many things that we got going on, dog. Oh, yeah. And we, we're just I, getting started. We're just getting started, bro. We're just getting started. But what I really like for you to guys to do, besides thank me, is to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend, man. Because when you guys spread the word about this podcast, what it really does is help us out, man. When you guys hit that like button, that comment button, that subscribe button, that's when you get oh, yeah. us to really like that position where we can help make more things even cooler like bringing you live on youtube right we're going to be planning a couple of events for you guys in the next couple of months in april and in uh may for doing some live youtube events where you guys can actually watch us do this Mm -hmm. in person via the youtube but it only start you're only going to get that if you Press that subscribe button, man. And 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 again, cost you guys nothing just to hit the subscribe, hit the like button, drop an emoji in the comments, and it, and it does everything for us as far as the algorithm goes on YouTube, Instagram, you know, you name it. So engage with us. That's all we ask. You know, we do get a lot of engagement. So shout out to you all that do engage with us uh, and support the posts and support the content. We really appreciate yeah, it. That's what we do it for. We do it for you guys. Yeah, man. Um, so thank you again. Absolutely, man. Let's wrap this up, dog. Yes, like, and like I said, most important thing is to follow us on social media, right? Social media. I always social. Have, I always social, have a hard time. Social with that. media. Show, look at that. All social media. We're all the all, platforms. We're on all the platforms. Hit follow on all of them. Subscribe. Hit, hit all of that. On your Check phone. out that the link in the in the IG that takes you to where we have our Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all of that. Follow and on subscribe one on all of them. You got iTunes and Spotify, both. Do it you from your Google mom's podcast, phone, do your it. brother's phone, tell your them. uncle's Mommy, phone. That's part of telling a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend. It's not limited to just friends. It's also extends to family and acquaintances <laughs> as well. So tell everybody. Yeah, man. And until next time, peace. Let's go, Brazil. Brazil.